We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings Week 13 Injury Report and DraftKings Ownership. If you want to hit up the updated rankings for Week 13, check out the description of the video and podcast. Plus, you can just go on DKPlaybook.com. They are all updated to the moment of this recording. They'll be updated again on Saturday evening and again on Sunday morning. I'll be live with Brad Evans, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network, where you're watching this right now. If you're listening, you're listening to the podcast, which if you are, please rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you're watching the video and you're not subscribed to Mayo Media Network, first of all, give your head a shake, then subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Smash the like button to the video, and in the comment section, you got to start sick question or any question about week 13. This is the spot to put it in the comment section if you want to get a response. We do the Q&A on Sunday morning, but there are far too many questions to actually get to during the course of the show. You want to guarantee lock in getting an answer? Put it in here before Saturday evening, let's say. I'll wake up on Sunday and answer the majority of them if I haven't got to them already. You know, if you put them in after that, after I've done the show, you know, I'm not going to go back to it. But, you know, you know how it works. It's week 13. This week for injuries, a lot better than last week. At least that's what I'm thinking right now. After we got the injury dump last Saturday afternoon, it kind of fucked up the entire thing. So hopefully I don't have to go update the rankings 84 times this week. We can just kind of smooth sail into the week, and we'll start off with the early games on Sunday. Vegas and the Jets. Josh Jacobs is out. Devontae Booker is playing. Not sure whether or not Jalen Richard is going to play or not. Nelson Aguilar is going to be in. I've moved up Devontae Booker to number 13 in the running back rankings. If DeAndre Washington could do it last year, even with Richard active, then I think that Devontae Booker can do it too. If Rashard's not around, it's a really interesting scenario. Hey, it's a good matchup against the Jets. It's a better matchup for the passing game than the rushing game. But you see a situation where no one's really going to come in and take his touches, at least 
I can't think of any at this point that's going to take his work on the ground. And if Richard does go to the sidelines, you might actually see a bigger role for Booker in the receiving game than Jacobs ever got on a week-to-week basis. So as it's been playing out the past few weeks, Jacobs has been around like 70% of snaps, Booker around like 25, 30%. I mean, Booker could end up playing 85%. I think this is a much different situation than Brian Hill from last week. Because we know that the Falcons running game wasn't very good to begin with. And then we knew that Judge Ito was going to be active as well. We weren't necessarily sure how that's going to go. And I'm not positive that it's going to be all Devontae Booker all day. But the signs really are pointing to that, especially as favorites on the road. Big favorites against the Jets. Not that that means everything, but if you are over-touchdown favorite, you can rely on the running game just a little bit. Obviously, at $5,500 on DraftKings, he should be in your lineups. Uh, It's a pretty good play. Everyone was kind of on David Montgomery. We'll get to that when we get to the DraftKings ownership section, but you might now see a situation where people go off of Montgomery onto Booker. You can just play both if you want to. If you can find other positions to pay up for, which is kind of a tough task this week on DraftKings, then it's a situation where you have two really good players, uh, at least really good values. Really good players is probably stretching it a lot. Really good values based on their fantasy upside at $5,500 on the main slate this week. Cincinnati and Miami, the Dolphins' backfield is just messed right now. Matt Breda went on the COVID list. He's out. Salvon Ahmed and DeAndre Washington are both likely to miss this game. They are doubtful with a shoulder injury and a hamstring injury. Miles Gaskin has yet to be activated from injured reserve. Brian Flores says he's waiting until Saturday to make that decision. Old school Patriots move. Just don't tell the other team what's going on. Sensible coaching move. I wish we would know for fantasy purposes. I'm kind of guessing that Gaskin's going to play. If Gaskin plays, you play Gaskin. That easy. If he doesn't play... Now we're in a bit of a predicament. Patrick Laird probably gets the go. Malcolm Perry is going to be involved. Lynn Bowden, who's like a tiny but half wide receiver at the same time. It's probably a situation to stay away from. If you're forced into it, Laird would be my pick. But just hopefully Gaskin can play, return to his workhorse role. It's a really nice matchup against Cincinnati. Obviously no Joe Mixon on the other side. And Tua probably not going to start once again. So expect some Ryan Fitzpatrick if Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually the starter. Devontae Parker is a top 10 option at receiver this week. Uh, Brandon Allen starting for the Bengals. Cleveland and Tennessee, John U. Smith pops up with an injury. He out of here! Anthony Ferkser and Swaim going to get the reps at tight end, although we haven't seen much production out of John U. Smith recently. A lot of it has to do with their deficiencies on the offensive line. Not that you really want to ask John U. to block all that often, but when you're devoid of talent on the offensive line, you know, the bigger body you are, the more you're going to be asked to be back in and blocking. So I don't love Ferkser just because John U. Smith is out. I put him into the rankings inside the top 20, but it's not like he's an absolute must play by any means. Swaim actually ended up playing more snaps because of this blocking situation. And as big favorites against the Browns and Denzel Ward out once again, you can expect a lot of running or deep shots down the field. A.J. Brown had initially popped up with a hip injury this week, but he is going to be good to go. Adam Humphreys will return for the Titans as well. On the other side of the ball, like I said, Denzel Ward is out, as is Kaderil Hodge. So if you're ever going to play... Rashad Higgins, which you probably still don't want to do, this would probably end up being the week to do it because he's going to get almost a full complement of snaps. At least that is the projection at this point. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Delvin Cook, A-OK, fire him up. Irv Smith, he's out of here. At least Kyle Rudolph is like a top 10 tight option. Tight end is sucks so badly that Kyle Rudolph and his decrepit body are a top 10 option at the position this week. It's a good matchup against Jacksonville. He's cheap on DraftKings. He's available on like 
70% of waiver wires in season long, you should probably go pick him up and play him unless you have Travis Kelsey as your starter, Hawkinson, or someone who's actually good. As a fill-in, you can do a whole lot worse than Kyle Rudolph at this point. On the other side of the ball, DJ Chark is likely to play. Chris Conley is going to be a game-time decision with Mike Glennon at quarterback and the way that he was able to use Colin Johnson last week, stepping into the DJ Chark role. DJ Chark being better than Colin Johnson. Should eat. It's a fantastic matchup for DJ Chark. DraftKings-wise, no one's really on him because of the injury and he's a really nice price and a really good matchup in a game where everyone wants the other side of the ball could be a nice bring back for dj char if he can make it through the game with this rib injury which it seems like he's going to do houston and indianapolis jonathan taylor likely in for the colts coming off the covid19 list he did not have covid he was just at high risk of having contracted it that's why he missed last week i have no idea how the colts backfield is going to shake down in the rankings i have at heinz taylor and then wilkins at least heinz always gets himself involved in the receiving game it is a glorious matchup on the ground with the texans having one of the worst run defenses in football but can you bank on Jonathan Taylor getting 20 touches? I don't know. Because maybe Jordan Wilkins will get nine. Taylor will get 11. Maybe he does enough with 11 touches. Maybe he ends up with 20. This is the predicament that you find yourself in. He's not reliable. Now, you want to shoot for upside? I think he has upside. It just it comes with a boatload of downside at the same time. So be very cognizant of that when you're filling out your lineups, especially this time of year. What do you need? That's really a big part of your season-long strategy. Am I a huge favorite in this game where I only really need 12 points for my running back and I have a pretty safe guy, but one that really lacks some upside, but I know he's going to get touches? You probably play that guy over Jonathan Taylor. You're a huge underdog. Like, Well, if this is the Jonathan Taylor game and he scores two touchdowns, he, he could score 30 points. I need 30 points. Then you have to assess, assess your situation a little bit differently. It just comes down to individual situation at this point point and your risk tolerance for this kind of thing can you afford to have a zero in your lineup then that would probably point to jonathan taylor i mean he's not gonna score zero but like three points you know what i mean so that's the way to approach that situation on the other side of the ball cga pro sites who stole the touchdown on thanksgiving is out but david johnson might be back now which kind of kills duke johnson overall it's not a good matchup by any means and with Will Fuller out, uh, Randall Cobb out, Kenny Stills being cut, we're now looking at a situation where it's Brendan Cooks, who's probably going to be the highest-owned guy on DraftKings this week, Kiki Cutie, who's probably going to be a top-five-owned receiver on DraftKings. Then you got the tight ends. you got receivers coming up from the practice squad. Ah, it's not a great situation with the Texans' offense. I would probably, if David Johnson plays, he's probably going to play more snaps than Duke Johnson, which sucks. The more valuable touches, like goal line touches, probably end up at David Johnson. And if there is going to be, maybe Duke Johnson will end up playing receiver for a little bit because they're just so devoid of talent at the position that maybe they both sneak onto the field at the same time. I'd probably still lean Duke over David for the moment just because of the PPR upside and the reception upside that he brings along rather than David Johnson. But if you can find a better option than the two of them, go for it. New Orleans and Atlanta, Julio Jones will be a game-time decision. He got into limited practice on Friday after missing Thursday's practice. I am worried about the impact that he can make in this game. Obviously, if you have Julio... You probably don't have better options than Julio, so you're going to end up playing him right now. But with this hamstring injury, we've seen it really affect players one and then two weeks down the line. This is week two. I don't think he's 100% to go despite getting the limited practice. You're going to have to keep an eye on the active and inactive report at 11.35 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday morning to see what's really going on. And even if he does play wide receiver, high-end wide receiver three, if I had a good option, a reliable good option, like 
Robert Woods, for example. I'd play Robert Woods over Julio Jones. I just don't want to risk him. First slant over the middle, catch, boom, down, off to the sidelines, blue tent. You're sitting there and being like, what the fuck did I do? I could have played Brendan Cooks, for example, who I don't know if he's going to be good or not, but he's in a really nice position against the Colts this week, and he should be the number one in that offense. So it really comes down to your other options. If you don't have to risk it, I wouldn't but you just might not have that luxury on your team right now. And what's probably a must-win situation if you're still alive in the race for the playoffs in your season-long league. Todd Gurley is likely going to play. Elvin Kamara and Michael Thomas both will play for the New Orleans Saints. Detroit and Chicago. Allen Robinson popped up Friday with a limited practice, so watch out for him moving forward. He should be okay. Darnell Mooney, on the other hand, is a true game-time decision. He has had a knee injury, did not practice on Friday. That usually means the worst about playing time come Friday. So if that's not the case, you can actually maybe use Anthony Miller in this matchup if Mooney ends up sitting. Uh, he had a touchdown the last time out against the Lions way back in week one, week two, whenever the hell that was. It's been ages since Anthony Miller was relevant. Uh, this could be a nice opportunity with him with Mitch Trubisky starting once again. The only team that Mitch beats up on is the Detroit Lions, so it would make sense that if you were going to gamble on Anthony Miller, if Mooney was out, this would be the week. If Robinson plays, obviously you're playing Robinson. Lions side of the ball, a bit trickier. Kenny Galladay out. Kenny or Danny Amendola uh, likely to pl- no Danny Amendola is yeah he's likely to play this week still not a lock to end up going but if that's not going to be the case with Galladay out you can play Marvin Jones with a lot of confidence although it's not a fantastic situation against the Chicago Bears but you know maybe eventually one day Kenny Galladay will be back although he's going to be a free agent might just sit out the rest of the year who knows DeAndre Swift past concussion protocol but now he has an illness he is still a game time decision and they've already come out and said that if he does play it's probably going to be on a limited basis so I've dropped him down in the running back rankings and I've elevated carry on Johnson a little bit kept Adrian Peterson where he was almost like the Julio situation if you have better options than Swift then you probably have to go with it but at the same time you might have shitty running backs and be forced to play Swift I think if it's passing down situations you're probably expecting to see at a Swift what we saw the first few weeks of the season and maybe this is just all coach speak to throw the other team off and DeAndre Swift gets 25 touches there's always that possibility as well that's just not the likeliest of outcomes this week against the Bears so I've dropped him down to I believe running back number 24 or 25 on the week he's a play if he plays just not a great play that's essentially the way you'd have to cut it those are the early games later set of games larry fitzgerald likely to sit against the rams meaning andy isabella will patrol the slot once again with kirk and deandre hopkins on the outside that slot role for andy isabella is a very valuable one against the rams that is where you want to attack them giants in seattle daniel jones will sit colt mccoy will start in the seattle backfield chris carson likely in Carlos Hyde, likely in. Travis Homer, likely out. Rashad Penny is out, but he shall return to practice next week. You got to think that Chris Carson's healthier than he was last week when Carlos Hyde out-touched him. And now Carlos Hyde is also on the injury report with his toe injury. So Chris Carson running back one? Yeah, probably. Hopefully it doesn't get into a terrible situation like we've seen. Darius Slayton is also playing, but been dealing with an injury for the past few weeks, so you probably don't want to play him. Philly and Green Bay, not a ton of injuries on either side, and it does look like Zach Ertz will return for this game. I'd rather start Goddard over Ertz, but both have found their way inside the top 15, with Dallas Goddard remaining inside the top 10 at tight end this week. I'd play Kyle Rudolph over both of them. 
by the way. Kalen Balazs likely to be in against the Patriots. Not sure what that means for the Austin Eckler snap count, but we saw an awful lot of Josh Kelly last week, even near the goal line. So instead of playing Josh Kelly, they probably just play Balazs. Expect Eckler to be around a 65% snap share in this game. No real worries with him. Late game, Denver and Kansas City. Drew Locke will start. Philip Lindsay and Jerry Judy likely to be in, but we will not know that until very later on during the day, more than likely, because they don't have to release their inactives until the afternoon. Tim Patrick is probably the only guy you really want to play. Maybe Melvin Gordon. Uh, obviously, if Lindsay returns, and that does eat into his share a little bit, but you know, it's not good when you're coming off the ankle injury. Jerry Judy just hasn't been the same since he suffered this injury. Plus, the Kansas City pass defense is pretty good, so you probably don't want to play him either way. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has missed the last two practices with an illness. Not entirely sure what that's related to, so keep an eye on him Saturday, as we'll likely find out whether or not he is going to be in or out. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell would get a boost if Edwards-Alaire ends up sitting out. In fact, even at this point, I might just play Bell over Alaire. And I know I've said this with a bunch of guys, maybe you have better options, go with the better options rather than play Le'Veon Bell, who... Should be in a good spot, but is he any good? Who knows at this point? It's week 13. It's just a grind on everyone. If you're playing Le'Veon Bell, it's not a great situation. Buffalo and San Francisco, John Brown on injured reserve. But other than that, the Bills look super healthy. Uh, Brandon Ayuk and Tevin Coleman expected to return for the 49ers as well. That game is in Arizona. As a reminder, Jimmy G will not be back. Nick Mullins under center for the 49ers. Washington and Pittsburgh, no word yet on what's going on with James Conner, whether or not he'll be activated from the COVID-19 list. I'm sure Saturday we'll get a better idea of that, or even Sunday as this game is on Monday afternoon so keep an eye out on James Conner if not him Benny Snell would be the play Anthony McFarlane a little bit farther down in the rankings Snell would be a low-end running back too in that situation Terry McLaurin popped up with an ankle injury on the injury report but he is still expected to play against the Steelers this week if you're looking for the spread picks uh, we I did the obviously that game did not have a spread by the time that we did the spread pick show this week so I took Washington plus seven the coin also took Washington plus seven, Cust and crazy old Jeff took Pittsburgh minus seven in that game. The cheat sheet is up on ftmbets.com right now if you're looking for it. Lamar Jackson expected to return for the Baltimore-Dallas game on Tuesday night. So you can play Lamar, presumably. We'll get more information on that moving forward. The running back should be back as well, Dobbins and Mark Ingram. Robert Griffin has been placed on injured reserve with a thigh injury. So if it's not either of them, Former goon and Wayne Gretzky protector Marty McSorley will be playing quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, presumably. At least he can throw to Hollywood Brown down the field. That's a bonus. Main slate ownership on DraftKings for Week 13. If you're looking for full ownership projections, they will be continued to be updated all the way through lock on Sunday at ftndaily.com. Heavily discounted right now because we're into Week 13. Use code MAYO at checkout. Get yourself even more of a discount. Ownership, projections, overall, the optimizer, cornerback, wide receiver matchups. A lot of fantastic tools at ftndaily.com. Highly recommend checking those out. All of my pivots article up Saturday on FTN Daily for free as well. If you want to go swing by, give us a click. You know, it always makes me look good if I can bring people to the site. So help us out, ftndaily.com. Main slate running backs, Eckler, Robinson, Cook, and Henry. Those four are the ones who are most definitely going to be owned. David Montgomery was projecting for a lot at $5,500, but now with Josh Jacobs out, Devontae Booker being exactly the same price, they'll probably split up ownership just a little bit. I like both of them. I think that you can play both of them. Then you have someone like 
Uh, like Gio Bernard is still only 5,200 bucks in the same game. Miles Gaskin is there. You can eat a lot of the chalk at running back as it stands this week, but you should try to find a differentiator, at least find a unique way to build your lineup. And as we will see at wide receiver, quarterback, and tight end, there's a team that you can probably fade to make your team pretty unique right off the hop. At wide receiver, Brendan Cooks, Devontae Adams, 1-2 in terms of ownership percentage. Allen Robinson, this was before the injury news, though. We'll see what that does to his ownership if he's really actually up in the air. That might actually quell his ownership just a little bit and make him a more appealing option come Sunday if he does play. I do like him a lot if he does play. Kiki Cutie and Robert Woods, the other two projecting over 15% right now in the millionaire maker at quarterback. Aaron Rodgers, the only one projecting in double digits. Mitch Trubisky is number two after that. Have fun with a chalky Mitch Trubisky. Uh, but the Rodgers stack, the Green Bay stack, looks to be where people are going. You have Adams popping up very highly, Rodgers popping up very highly, and then the most owned tight end right now per projections is going to be Robert Tunyon. That is the stack that people are going with. You can find yourself off of that stack pretty easily. Uh, you could even, geez, you could use the Minnesota stack and not use Dalvin Cook with Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen returning, and Justin Jefferson, or just throwing Kyle Rudolph into that as well. And there's capable pieces on the Jacksonville side to bring that back with. So there's ways to get away from Aaron Rodgers. Listen, Tunyon's a fine play. If he's the most owned tight end, I probably don't want to play him. After that, it's Jordan Akins and Darren Waller right now in the projections, which kind of blows my mind. Just use Kyle Rudolph. He's like $3,400 or $3,200, something crazy like that. So use him instead. That would make $3,400 against Jacksonville. That would make the most sense to me, especially if he's not going to get close to double digits. Maybe he gets some more buzz now that Irv Smith has been officially ruled out, but... Oh, seems kind of strange to me. If you want to check out my DraftKings Pro show, obviously I'm not the DraftKings Pro, but I will be talking to DraftKings Pros behind the paywall at ftndaily.com, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time on Friday evening. Then you can catch the replay of the show up there all weekend long. Again, that's behind the wall. It's heavily discounted. Then Code Mail will get you more of a discount on top of that, along with all of the tools, all of the cheat sheets, and all of the live videos and model builders going on for week 13 and every week at ftndaily.com. Check out my updated rankings free in the description of the video and podcast. Smash the like. You got a question? You leave it in the comment section. And playing the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Open week 13, no rake, only about 400 spots remaining. So go reserve your spot now to make sure you're in. Well, until Sunday, we're in, I'll be back at 10 a.m. Eastern time with Brad Evans. Good luck. I'll see you then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.